I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And as usual, Dan Burns will help you keep it running. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul is an ASC certified technician, has helped us out. It's getting, uh, well, I was talking to Jimmy there at, at, at Lloyd's the other day when I was visiting. And I, what was it? Were we talking like 22 years, something like that? I bet. I bet it's something all, like I that. I bet it's all that. Helping our CCO listeners like you out. If you do have a uh, car care question, car, truck, van, and before you bring it into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop to get checked out, at least Dan might give you some idea what might be ailing with, uh, with that particular vehicle. So call us as usual. Call us or text us. There's a line open. Folks are already calling in. 651-989-9226. That's the number. Phone number, if you uh, want to send a text, that number is 81807-81807. As I mentioned, uh, I stopped by on, what was it, Thursday, to get the oil changed in Sandy's uh, vehicle. And, uh, of course, it, again, full synthetic. Do you think the, uh, the man, and I should know this, but the manufacturers, is that what they're putting in new vehicles now, do you think? I don't even know. Pretty, pretty much. You would think. Yeah, not, not, uh, not completely, but, but pretty much. Yeah. Zero twenty. Zero twenty. And you said there's even thinner oil. Well, there. yeah, they, they've. Uh, I, we don't stock it yet, but there's a, a zero ten coming out. Uh, yeah. So it. But you know, it, it's uh, the the oil is so efficient. It's capable of, of, uh, doing the job with that thin oil and. Uh, um, you know, it, it works. And uh, the good news about the thin oil is you get better gas mileage, which, which they're all about chasing now. You know, they'll do anything they can to get better gas mileage. Thin oil is one of the things that they can do. A, a few Several weeks ago, some guy called in with why, why uh, gas mileage is worse in the, in the uh, winter than in the summer. And one of the, you know, of course, several of his, an, his answers were, uh, relating to weight and you know the cold weather, there's more rolling resistance. Uh, ah, the you get you know the 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 air fuel mixtures is is richer in cold weather. So there's a whole bunch of reasons about it, but one of those things is thin motor oil, and and so that's why they're doing it. Seems to me, many years ago, uh, folks changed. The viscosity, summer, winter. I did. You're probably too young yeah. to remember that. No, I was not. I'm not too, I remember. <laughs> you do. Working at the gas station, pouring 10W40 oil yeah. into people's cars. It used to burn a lot more oil back then, too. But yeah, it's true. But uh, but uh, yeah, you'd, you'd and then and then in the summertime, in the summertime, you'd switch. To, you'd in the summertime, you'd use 1040. In the winter, you'd switch to 530 because the uh, car wouldn't start in the morning on 1040 with the old batteries and all that. So. I'm reading in a magazine uh, this past week, Dan, and you've recommended this too, that even if a, a driver d- does not put on the mileage, let's say a driver owns a vehicle and they drive 5,000 miles a year, mm-hmm. six, five 6,000 miles a year, and the question was, can I just change the oil once a year then? And like your answer was, well, you could, but it's not just the mileage. It, well, and it's and it's it's not just that. It's that there's there's more to the vehicle. We do you watched me. There's more that I do to your car oh, yeah. than just drain the oil and change the filter. Oh, yeah. so we do a lot of 
checks and, and lookovers and, and be sure that everything is safe and no drips and, and all of that sort of thing. And so uh, I think a couple times a year, if you don't drive very much, is probably appropriate. Uh, you know, if you drive regularly, we like to see your vehicle quarterly. Yeah. And, and I don't think that's overkill. I think that's, uh, you know, a, a good idea. But, uh, you know, the cars just, they, they, they're... <laughs> They're remarkable in one sense in that uh, if you don't do anything, they seem to keep going keep for a going. while, <laughs> they, yes. which which kind of lulls you into thinking, oh, I'm just going to go. And, yeah. uh, but uh, but we have learned uh, at Lloyd's that if you maintain your car properly, that is at the end of the car's life, that's the cheapest way to get by. Yeah, it's the least right. expensive if you take care of it. 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones, Dan. Steve in Andover is uh, first up here. Steve, what's your question for Dan? got an 07 trailblazer that's got 110 on it it's a straight six um yesterday i went on a hard acceleration and it jumped into the reduced power mode where it just kind of chugs along um after sitting for a while it started back up and seems to run fine but i'm wondering what triggers that and when it's in that reduced power mode is the engine compromised or is it the transmission that's compromised from running correctly oh. i'll hang up yeah neither, neither it first of all it, it has it doesn't hurt either the engine or the transmission the actual the reason for doing it the reason that the car does go into that reduced power mode is to protect both the engine and the transmission so it's just fine what triggers it is what we would need to figure out uh for example if if you were going to accelerate and the vehicle started to misfire, uh, that's one thing that could, you know, if you have a bad ignition coil or something, that's one thing that could trigger it to go into that reduced power mode. Uh, if there's a problem in the transmission, uh, you know, when you went to accelerate and the transmission was to downshift, if that didn't do properly, it could have stored a code and, and put it in that reduced power mode. And that's uh, would be the next thing that I would suggest that you have checked is, bring it in and have somebody scan the computer, both the engine and the transmission computers, and see if there's a, if it was able to store any codes uh, to give us a little light into what is what was going on at the time that it went into that. And there may well be a code stored, yeah, okay. even if the check engine light is not on. There, there might be some Maybe. information that would help us. All right. If you're just joining us, Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive will be here till, uh, well, about 7.45. So don't wait. If you have a car care question, you want to get uh, some more information from Dan, call us or text us. 651-989-9226. Text. We've got uh, some text messages to get to as well. That number, 81807. But before we break, Lorianne is calling from Richfield. Lorianne, you're on with Dan. Hi, good morning. Morning. I have a 2011 Nissan Juke. And um, when I turn my fan on for heat, the I get a little squealing noise coming. And it, when I turn the fan higher, the noise gets louder. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering what that might be. Well, it's I, without hearing it, I don't know for sure. But a pretty good chance that the bearing in the blower motor is going bad and that blower motor will need to be replaced. Uh, you have two choices. One is to bring it in now and have somebody check it and probably replace that blower motor for you now before it fails. Or you can continue to monitor it uh, 
one of these days it's going to warm up, and oftentimes that <laughs> will uh, will help take care of it. I I keep looking forward to the morning, Denny, when we I get know. to talk about spring. I know, <laughs> but I know. at any rate, when when spring happens, <laughs> if it ever does, you might find that that and things warm up, you might find that that noise is fine, and uh, only probably to come back next spring or next fall. I mean, when uh, when cool. the weather turns cold again. But yeah. at any rate. Uh, I think that's probably what's happening is the blower motor is failing. Okay. Is that a big job to repair? Uh, it, you know, uh, not a, usually not. Oftentimes the motors are pretty accessible. Oh. If they're if they're not, then they can be a little tricky to to access them to replace them, but they're not horribly expensive and usually not too difficult to get at. All right. Alerting our listeners uh, on the line, stay there and texters will get some questions answered when we come back. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, located on Grand Avenue. Beautiful Grand Ave. Tell us where exactly, Dan. Where, you know exactly where I it do. is. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call this morning. I think Nick is there this morning, actually, at, okay. at uh, 651 Two two eight one three one six. Great website, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's well, new, very new well this put year. together. Yeah, yeah that's you. brand new. All right, if you have a question by phone, by text, we're going to help you out. Dan's uh, going to be here till about seven forty-five. Let's grab a phone call or two, and then we'll get some text messages that have been waiting to get answered. Uh, Dan is calling from Hastings, I believe. Dan, thanks for waiting. What's your question? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, the question that I have is: my granddaughter has a two thousand seven. Uh, Malibu, and when it got cold this last couple, this last week, um, the shifter did not release out of park until the car got warm. I'm curious what that would be and uh, to fix that. Well, the the it could be a couple of things. There's a a solenoid in the shifter. We call it an interlock, uh, the shift interlock, and uh, there's a solenoid that that actually has a little plunger that comes out and locks that shifter in place. What, what, trigger, what triggers that solenoid is when you put your foot on the brake pedal. So a couple things could be happening. One is that the uh, brake pedal switch is not working properly, and um, sometimes it's the same circuit as the brake lights, sometimes not. Sometimes it's a separate circuit. But at any rate, if the brake lights are not working then there's a good chance that that shift interlock will also not work. Uh, if the brake lights are working, um, you probably won't, wouldn't have noticed it, but when that shift interlock works and you put your foot on the brake, you actually can hear a click. Um, if that click isn't happening then that, and the brake lights are working, then more than likely that, that interlock solenoid has gotten weak. And when the weather's cold, when the temperature's cold, of course, everything is stiffer to move, and it just does not have enough power anymore. It's a magnetic solenoid. It doesn't have enough power anymore to move it like it needs to to release the shifter. Hmm. Okay. So at any rate, uh, if you bring that in and have it checked, you'll, uh, somebody will, will quickly and easily be able to know what it is, and it's not a big deal to replace or, uh, or very expensive. All right. Good news for you, Dan. Mike and Blaine is next up on CCO. Mike, you're on with Dan. Hey, how are you guys doing this morning? Just fantastic. Terrific. My question is in regards to an 08 Chevy Equinox. Uh, check engine light has been on. I went to a local auto parts store, had it scanned, 
and it was determined that a P008 code came up, which is a camshaft code. My question is this. How would I know if it's just the sensor or if there is an actual problem with the camshaft? Is there a more in-depth um, test that can be done to determine if it's just the sensor? Because we're talking, you know, a $60, $70 part versus a $2,000 uh-huh. cam job. Yeah, it would be you unusual. It, it would be unusual for it to be the cam itself to to uh, to be a problem. Um, on an Equinox, I can't. I think that has a timing chain. How many miles are on the vehicle? Just about 115. Yeah, so that's not so many miles. It's more and than it like runs, it runs perfectly. That that's my yeah. my kicker to this is it runs absolutely top notch. Right. So. Things that could trigger that sullen or that code would be if the timing is off if the crankshaft and the and the camshaft are not are no longer uh, synchronized and something that could cause that is if a timing chain has stretched and uh, allowing that to happen or if a uh, if a chain adjuster or guide has gone bad then the the timing of those two things would go out, would be would be off and you can't test that yourself. We can test that with a lab scope. We can put a scope on each of the two sensors and be sure that they're synchronized. If they if they are, then then uh, more than likely it's either the sensor or oftentimes the connector. And and many times when we in, in a situation like that, when we replace a sensor, it oftentimes recommends us to change the connector at the same time because they're a you know, kind of a delicate magnetic sensor and, and uh, a little bit of disruption in the connection will <clears throat> change the reading and set that code. So, like I say, oftentimes you'll want to change the connector also. Okay, very good. Thank you, Mike. We have to take a break. When we come back, Dan, let's field some uh, text messages that Sounds have good. been uh, coming in. That text number is 81807. 12 degrees, a look at that forecast is coming up. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. We'll let you know how to get in touch with those good folks before Dan leaves us. Dan, we have some text messages I don't want to forget about. Here is one. 1994 Ford Ranger, I believe Texas says, needs steering gear. Bushings are okay in column. Seems to be sort of jump when turning left. Is that a tough job for a shade tree mechanic? That is a tough job. Uh, for a shade tree mechanic, the, the rack is oftentimes difficult to get at. It's messy. Uh, unfortunately, as as part of the process to remove the rack, you have to drain all the power steering fluid, and then of course it continues to drip forever. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And every time you move another part, it drips some more. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a kind of a sloppy, messy job. And I probably would not recommend trying to do that on your garage floor. Yeah. The car would have to be jacked up pretty high and. Uh, that doesn't sound very safe to me. You know, I was noticing the other day when I was getting the, the, the oil changed at Lloyd's, uh, you keep a pretty clean place. Well, I mean, for all the work that you and your techs do uh, with all these fluids dropping on the floor, it's, it's, I don't know if you could eat off it, but it's pretty close. You know, well, we have a whole, <laughs> we have a whole cleanup crew that comes in uh, after high school kids that come in after school and they, they do a great job. Yeah, really I should do. say. They're, they're well-trained and they, they, uh, have a tendency to, you know, I don't know if you ever noticed, but uh, your first job as a kid oftentimes sticks. You know, my first job was working at a gas station, and here I am. <laughs> you know, <I> kinda, <laughs> years later. It kind of works that way. And yeah. I, I've noticed that with a lot of kids that worked for me over the years where they've 
stayed pretty close to their first job. They they learn to like it and and are good at it, and they they follow the follow the skill set. So I'm glad to have these kids in after school, and they do a great job. I'm I'm uh, that's I'm great to hear. Yeah. Dan Texter says, "What's your take on oil and filters? Name brand, store brand, OEM branded? Is it a preference or is there a difference?" Well, I think there is a difference. I've I've showed you that. Yeah, you, know, you for sure. oftentimes bring your own name brand filter because you're that kind of guy. And uh, I think filters are just like everything else. There's, you know, good, better, best. And uh, if you're the type to settle for better, I would do that. If you're, if you're looking for the best, then spend the money and do that. Uh, I rarely uh, would recommend using the cheapest. I don't, I don't think, you know, especially when it's not that expensive. I mean, they're They're not that expensive anyway. Good, better, best is not that much money. Uh, the the chintzy ones that we've seen that we've cut apart and looked at are actually pretty chintzy. You know, they're they're all paper filters inside, and in but uh, some of them don't have much paper, and they the the check valves you can tell are really chintzy. And so, uh, and the problem with the filter is once it gets plugged, it just goes into a bypass mode through the through the uh, the valve or through the pressure valve and. Uh, it's not filtering it. So you're just getting dirty oils. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's just not cleaning it. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's just bypassing the filter completely. That's the other reason that you need to change your oil on time and on a regular schedule because uh, once the filter gets plugged, it doesn't work. Doesn't anymore. work. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we have here. 2014 Cadillac ATS. I put in park. Texter says turn off and then signal goes off to put car in park. What could be the problem? Well, there's a. A switch, of course, that that reads what gear you're in, and that switch is probably not uh, not working correctly. The the park neutral uh, switch um, is part of the transmission. It's oftentimes on the transmission itself, uh, oftentimes near where the transmission cable attaches to the transmission, and and they go bad from time to time. And and uh, sometimes it might help if you just push it you know, push the shifter harder into park. Uh, sometimes that'll get you mm. by. Um, but uh, but that switch might be going bad on the transmission. All right. Here's a question we've you fielded before. Texter says, I had my brakes replaced, but still squeaking. Any concerns? Yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that is a concern because uh, I couldn't stand the squeaking noise coming from my brakes. And it's just a a condition where the brake pad and the brake rotor aren't happy with each other. You know, I've compared it to an old uh, vinyl record and the needle rubbing on a vinyl record, and it makes this harmonic noise, and that's what's happening with your brakes. And there's procedures that we can go through that, you know, with lubricating certain things in certain places that will take care of it oftentimes. If not, what we have to do is just warranty the pads and rotors for a different pair. They just don't like each other. Mm. Uh, maybe we'll switch to a different uh, brand or something, and, and uh, rarely do we have to do it twice. Usually you switch them around once and everything's just It solves it. Yeah. Texter says a Ford Taurus, didn't say what year, stalls frequently and briefly at 30-plus miles per hour. Is it likely one of several sensors? It is likely one of several sensors, uh, and I would imagine that if it's stalling like that, there's a check engine light that's on, or at least there's some code stored in the in the uh, um, computer. If you want to get further into it, I'd recommend bringing it into your shop, shop, and they'll, of course, hook it up to some cute computer equipment, take the car out on the road, get it to happen, and it should probably be pretty clear 
what's going on. We actually have all of the new technology allows us, Denny, if there's if uh, we're having trouble with a car, we hook up all of our scan tool and so forth. When we're having trouble and the and the car happens to act up, we can push a button and it'll freeze all of that information mm. for an, a, a period of time before the the problem happened and a period of time after the problem happened. So we can take it back to the shop and study that information, which uh, which leads us oftentimes to what the repair is. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got a te- couple of texts to go here before you leave. Uh, 2003 uh, GMA Sierra, 4.6 liter. After a half hour of driving, the oil pressure drops to between half and the next line below half. It never gets any lower and I don't hear any lifter rattle. You think it's okay? Well, I think it probably is okay, but the the test procedure and the repair procedure would be to actually um, take the fuel pressure sensor out of the engine, put a mechanical gauge in the engine, which which we have, and then take the car out for a drive and if the and, and see what the pressure is really doing. Uh, if the pressure is truly going lower like that, then we probably would want to do a little bit of research onto why the pressure is dropping. But, but uh, more than likely, that's not the case, and and it's probably the, a sensor that uh, that is bad, or the gauge itself is bad. Texas says a 2007 Ford Freestyle cruise control does not come on. Well, that could be a lot of things. Uh, the couple, well, a couple of things you can imagine when you're driving. The vehicle, you have to push a switch to uh, allow the cruise control to work. And then while the cruise control is working, if you happen to hit the brakes, that uh, causes the, the cruise control to disengage. Uh, so that switch could certainly be a problem. Or maybe the cruise control itself just is, has, is not working properly. The, the computer part of it's not right or uh, it blew a fuse. Maybe there's, there's a power problem, something like that. So... There's a lot of things to check on that if it's not working at all, and you probably would have to get some help on that. All right, let's do one more, and then I know we have to make way for Jack. Uh, the heat turns cold while stopped. It's a 2006 Pathfinder. Well, a uh, couple of things. First, the most obvious thing would be check the coolant level. If the coolant level is low, it'll do that. If the coolant level is full, then you probably have a thermostat that is failing, oh, yeah. and the thermostat will need to. Uh, the engine's not staying warm enough. And, uh, and the thermostat will need to be changed. The third thing that it could be uh, would be that the heater core itself is getting plugged and there's not enough coolant flowing through it. Uh, but I would check the first two things first to because to, to, uh, they're cheaper <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and easier that. to do. All right, how do we get in touch with Lloyd's? And then we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, we are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. If you want to stop by, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call. We'll be there this morning at 651-228-1316. Good deal. We'll talk to you one week from today. Sounds good. Thank you, Dan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.